Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mint Podcast, episode number three. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to overcome obstacles. Now, obstacles are a part of life. They're always going to be here. I promise you, no matter how good you do in life or how good you do good in business, there's never going to be a point in time where you finally reach the, you know, the perfect destination where obstacles don't exist anymore. In fact, they don't disappear. They actually get a little bit tougher. And the problems that, you know, you face as you move up and up in life and in business, they're only going to get more difficult. Now, the only difference is you become better as an individual at dealing with bigger problems. So if you simplify this and we kind of take a step back, when you're looking at any business, you could look at the music industry, you can look at the solar industry, you can look at the finance, you can look at sports, music, all these different industries. The people that get paid the most money, the people with the corner offices, the people that are top five on the billboard charts, the best athletes in the world, they get paid the most amount of money, one, because of value they do and they bring to the organization, their company, or to the marketplace. But number two, they get paid to handle immense amount of pressure, stress, and key critical problems that only the best of the best are able to make. Super successful people are not more right or wrong than anybody else. And oftentimes, believe it or not, the more that you talk to these people, they're not necessarily that much smarter than anybody else either. But one thing that they know how to do is make decisions, make key decisions and handle difficult problems and opposition that most people on the grand scheme of things just cannot simply handle. So throughout this podcast and and this episode, I'm going to be dissecting one, the best way to view obstacles when they come two how to handle them and how to look at it from kind of an outside mature, um, experienced Uh, perspective that gives you the best opportunity to rise the occasion and really grow as an individual and in your career. And then three, how to be able to train yourself to really be able to make tougher decisions, be more decisive and be able to push yourself to the next level in your career. All right. So let's take a look at this. So first step. Now, what is the way that we need to be viewing obstacles? So this is so important. So let's simplify this. All right. When you want to, let's say, start a new career or you take on a new job or maybe you get promoted to a new level, the first thing that typically happens is you're super excited, right? You're excited about the opportunity. You're excited about the things that are going to happen. And in fact, like that first moment when you get that opportunity or you get that, you know, situation, you know, put in your, in your direction, it's super exciting. You're celebrating, you're excited. There's a lot of hope for the future and it's really exciting. But typically what happens in nearly every single situation, any single industry or um, sector, is the second you get to another level, the first thing that you're going to get is problems and opposition. Now, that is not always the enemy. That isn't always some bad break that happened. What it is, is you are facing another level which you personally have not been on before And you're dealing with problems that you haven't faced and been able to get past before until this moment. So, for example, if this was two years down the line and you were experienced, 
maybe those things wouldn't even be considered problems. That would be like simple daily operating things that aren't even a big deal to you. But because it's a new, um, a new environment, a new job, a new opportunity, you view it as problems because it's something that you've never faced before. So that's kind of how we need to change our perspective. All right. So this is a way that life goes. So you get the opportunity, you then face obstacles and problems. You then learn how to beat those problems and those obstacles, and then you reach another level. Life goes in waves, no different than if you view like a stock chart on a um, stock symbol, right? If you go back and look at Apple stock, it's gained some crazy amount over the last five years, you know, three, four hundred percent return on, on investment in those times. But if you zoom into the chart, there is tons of days and months where they had massive drops that if you were zoomed in on a micro level, very, very intense short term level, you could think that that stock's trending downward. But it's the same aspect in life. You have to zoom out and you have to look at the long term of things. And it is a natural cycle that you're going up and down. But the trick is you always have to be trending in the upward trajectory, moving in the right direction, learning and developing each time. So simplify things, all right, guys? When you're trying to do something bigger in life, when you're trying to get promoted at your current job, you're looking for a new opportunity, wanting to start a business, you have to learn to be okay with problems and failure. It is a part of life. And instead of looking as an emotional thing that's happening to you, you have to change your perspective and look at every single thing that's coming, quote unquote, against you or something that you don't understand. And you have to look at it as an opportunity to develop and grow. Life is simple. If you were better, you would not be facing those problems. And even if you were facing some type of problem, you as an individual, if you were better than you currently were right now, you I promise you, you would not be stressing over it. You would not be worrying about it. You wouldn't be asking anybody advice for it because you would be able to handle it. And that's the best way to look at any situation. So one thing I want to do is I want to tell you guys a quick story. Okay. So I know you guys know a decent amount about my background and and how I was in solar. And when I was first promoted to regional sales manager um, at my company, I was the youngest one in the company's history. I was like 22 years old. Um, It was a ton of stress. Um, I essentially rebuilt our Houston market and there was tons of trial and error. There was tons of opposition to a point, but overall it was like, a lot of momentum and it was exciting. And I actually, we actually did bring on a lot of really, really good people. But what happened is we actually did really good. And I ended up developing first time as manager into essentially the top market in the country. And we we're doing like a million dollars a month in revenue. We had this amazing culture. But the company that I was working for at the time had extremely, extremely, extremely bad. Um, operational issues on the back end as far as like installations and things go. So what started to happen was, even though it was outside of my control, this we would have installs going and things would go wrong. I mean, not like once or two times. It was like 50-60% of every install that was going in, there was an issue. It wasn't producing right. There was a problem. There was this. There was an upset customer. And it was just a continuous problem that really started to affect you know, the sales in the company and the people staying long-term with the company and not having turnover. And me being a first-time manager, I'd actually built an amazing team. 
And I was excited. I was doing well. I was finally making the type of money I make or I wanted to make. And I started making six figures. My team was doing great. And then it was out of nowhere. So this was like three or four months in. We're, we're, we're killing it. We're doing really, really well. And next thing you know, I had about 10 to 12 people on my team doing really amazing. And out of nowhere, within about a four to five week period, I lost every single rep on my team but two people. And it just so happened that the two people that still were on my team, unfortunately, were the people that didn't get many sales. And they were barely even on the team, like close to being let go because they weren't hitting performance. And it was the craziest thing because I was a first-time manager. We had done so great. I was still an experience, but I was a good natural leader. But obviously, I needed to learn more things. And I had just moved out, and I'd got a nice apartment in Houston. And I realized at that time that the lifestyle I was living, and as far as like saving and investing and my operating costs, I had to make ten grand a month to literally like keep that going. And my biggest fear was having to move back in with my mom or, and have to sleep on a couch again. And I couldn't want to deal with that whatsoever. And plus, you know, all my friends, all these people I knew, they knew I got promoted and I was never bragging, but they knew that I was doing the same. So my biggest fear was like, man, what if I had to go all the way back to square one? What if I lost it all? What if I had to move back in? And so my guys, they quit, right? And it was the craziest thing because they came to me and said, Grant, you're the best manager I've ever had. Like, I want you to come to my wedding. You're the, one of the best bosses. I thank you so much, but I cannot work at this company. Like, I am having customers blow me up talking about this, talking about that, because their systems just weren't producing right. And I heard the same thing over and over and over again. And I remember, like, how stressed I was. Just so stressed. I remember I would be up like two, three in the morning, I'd be sitting like sit in my place, like just stressing. I remember my whole body just feeling like almost like, like just tight everywhere, like almost numb, if, if that makes sense. And I'm sitting there thinking like, man, what if I, what if I get fired? You know, what if I lose everything? What if I lose my salary? What if I lose everything? Like I just got here. I just started seeing success. Everything was going amazing. All my plans were working out. And then I'm now back to literally square one. And I remember how stressed I was. Now, this is where everything changed for me, guys. And I'm going to dissect this for you. But it's in moments of great opposition that causes two results to happen. One, it causes the average man that's facing the same problem as someone else to shrink and fall back into comfort or it makes a beast out of someone who maybe didn't even know that they were. Not because they're better, not because they read some book, not because they're just more talented than everyone else, but they refused to quit and they decided that success was more important than the current stress that they're dealing right now. So I was Back to the story, I was so damn stressed. I was up late. I was thinking like, how am I going to do this? I got to redo this all over again. And it was interesting because before I got that position, we had like metrics and um, data on like all of our P 
pitch percentage, closing percentage in sales, right? Because we're in solar and we're in outside sales. And at that time, like before I was manager and then to the first like part of the tenure as, as, as the regional sales manager in Houston, I would typically close about 35 to 40% of the deals that I'd pitch, which as far as the company went, like it was good. Like it was really good. Obviously it was good enough to help me become manager and I did good and I was doing like pretty good volume. But I had just got faced with a completely different thing because if you think about it, guys, I had 12 reps doing the number one revenue in the company and I just lost 90% of those guys. So I'm sitting here thinking that I'm going to have to find a way to obviously recruit and hire and train all these new people all over again, redo the entire thing. But that's going to take four, six, maybe even eight weeks to even do that. So I'm sitting there thinking I'm up late, I'm stressing and I'm scared I'm going to lose my job. And I go, I don't know how, but I have to close literally like every single appointment that I pitch because I have to make up for the revenue of all those people that quit and lost that we lost as a team in a company. So I remember that next day or excuse me, that night I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, so this is going to be good. I can utilize this. This is going to be tough as hell, but this is going to change the way I look at this. Like I need this. Like if I ever want to own a company, if I ever want to be a vice president, if I ever want to be a director of self, if, if I ever want to make more money than I need to make right now and I can't handle this situation, then I do not deserve it. It's what I kept telling myself. Like if I can't handle this, I do not deserve anything that I dream of or want to accomplish. Don't deserve it. So I said, stress is hell still. And I go, you know what? Regardless of what's going to happen, I am going to find a way to make it happen. Any appointment that I ever walk in, they will not tell me no. I will not take no for an answer and I will find a way to make it happen because I have no other choice. I don't have a backup plan. I don't have wealthy parents that can just give me money. I don't have any other that. In none of that situation, I have just myself and I'm going to find a way and turn us into the top market in the country and I'm going to get promoted again. And that's what I decided. And the craziest thing happened. So it was the next day. And at this point in the time, it was, I think the beginning of February. And if you know anything about solar, the peak times for solar as far as like sales volume across the country is typically from March to October. So typically like the winter months are a lot lower, lead volumes lower, people have lower utility bills, so they're not really pushing to get solar at that time. So in general, it's harder to sell. And I remember I had a appointment about an hour and a half away from Houston. And it was a seven o'clock appointment and then about the winter and really this, I guess everywhere is it gets dark super early. So I'm driving down, it's like an hour and a half drive and I'm driving there and it's this city, like I said, an hour and a half, two hours outside of Houston and I'm driving up. It's just super, super, super dark. I'm driving there, you know, I'm still stressed and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find a way. Nobody is going to tell me no, nobody. And I'm about to take a left at this light because I know the house is right down the street and I'm taking a left and I kid you not, this house looked like literally a haunted house. One of the sketchiest looking houses I have ever seen in my life. 
And I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, this can't get any worse. I just lost my entire team. All the hard work that I've done and all the success I'd had is literally just in shambles, completely ruined in literally like a week time frame. All this hard work done. And now my first appointment that I get to, this house looks like I'm going to just get murdered the second I walk into it. And I'm driving up and I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking like, you know what? I'm in this situation. I do not care what happens, how creepy, how scary the situation is. These people are getting solar one way or another. They are going to sign up for solar. So I walk up, I park my car, I walk up, super sketchy house. It looks like a haunted haunted movie, one of those scary movies. And like a haunted in Connecticut, like it looks like that house, literally. And I walk up to the door, everything is pitch black. And I knock on the door, the guy comes out. Okay, he opens the door, he has long, long hair, bigger guy, and he closes the door behind him and it's just me and him on the front doorstep. It's like seven o'clock at night, two hours outside of Houston at this haunted house. And he's like, the second he saw me, he's like, ah, he closes the door and he goes, I was like, Hey, how you doing? My name's Grant. I'm here for the uh, seven o'clock appointment tonight. And he's like, ah, closes the door and he goes, how long is this going to take? My wife is pissed that I set this appointment. I didn't even tell her about it. Literally was just screaming at me and we're already fighting a ton. Like, how long is this going to take? And I look this guy in the eye and I'm like, I was like, look, I don't even know if you guys can get solar. I don't even know if this even makes sense for you. But I've done this enough times. I can literally tell you if this makes sense for you and your family in literally five to 10 minutes. If it does, I will save you guys tons of money and sign you up today. And if it doesn't, I do not care. At least we'll know after today. Is that cool with you? And the guy looks at me and he goes, okay, fair enough. I walk in the house, sketchy looking house. I go and I sit on like in the living room. Next thing you know, this lady comes walking in. First thing I say is, oh, are you the one that that hates me? And she starts laughing and she goes, oh, I don't hate you. You know, I'm just pissed off at him for setting this appointment, not telling anything. But let's see how good you are. And I go, well, it doesn't matter how good I am. Let's just see if this stuff makes sense. Does that sound good? And she's like, cool. She sits on the couch. I sit there and like give them a quick four to five minute elevator pitch. And I go, does that make sense? And they go, yes. I go, okay, cool. If I can save you this amount of money, it doesn't affect your budget. And you guys can get a tax incentive from the government and free install. Would you guys be comfortable with that? They said, yes. I said, okay, let me build a system and let me see if the numbers make sense. And if so, I'll get you guys set up. They said, okay. I build the system, do it. Next thing you know, 35 minutes later, I'm closing a $55,000 deal at a freaking the most haunted house I've ever seen in my life with these sketchy looking people in the middle of nowhere at freaking eight o'clock at night in the middle of February. And I remember they ended up weirdly being one of the best customers I've ever had. And I ended up getting referrals. I ended up getting all these different things. And I'm driving home from that appointment and I'm like, holy cow. Like if I can do that, if I can walk into the worst appointment ever after all this opposition to people that didn't even want to have the appointment, I know I can do this. And next thing you know, that was my first appointment of that month or first uh, close. 
that month, I end up going 10 for 10 on pitches. I had never done anything remotely close to that in my entire life. But I would not take no for an answer. And I wish I could tell you guys that I read some secret sales book or some something on persuasion. I wish I could tell you guys I, I did some cool thing and some secret thing that I could tell you guys. But it had nothing to do with any of that. I was scared to death. And the only thing I knew that I had to make happen was I had to find a way to win. And because I went through that, what ended up happening is I learned what caused these project management issues. And I knew I couldn't change our install crews. I couldn't change any of that. But I know I could implement systems within my, my teams that could eliminate potential issues and upset customer issues, pay issues that the accounting wasn't doing right. Like I said, I couldn't control accounting then. So, but I implemented all these different processes to eliminate 95% of those issues. I then focused on hiring better people. I then got better than I ever have in my entire life at sales. And it ended up helping me build even a better team. I ended up being the number one closer with the highest closing percentage in the entire company's history in just a short time. Not because I was, you know, did something motivational, not because I read some freaking book, but because I knew I had to win. When I let go of comfort and I let go of all that emotional stuff and I focus on I have no other option but to win, that is when success happened. I burned the boats and took the island. And because I did that, that year, I ended up developing more than I ever could imagine as a leader, as a manager, and as a salesperson. That it helped me ended up being promoted multiple times and going from a, a, a regional sales manager to a director and ultimately a vice president of sales. And I ended up holding like a 74.4% closing percentage that entire year on an unbelievable amount of pitches. And that was a number I never could have imagined was feasibly possible. And I'd love to tell you guys that I'm just that good at sales, but it has not even the slightest thing to do with that. It was because winning was my only option and I had to find a way to get it done. And that's how life is. Every single time, if you look back on your life, and I want you to kind of think about no matter what period you are, whether you're younger or you're, you're middle-aged or you're, you're just coming out of college and you're trying to find the right opportunity, whatever situation you're in, if you look back on the times that gave you the most stress, the most obstacles, the most opposition that was in your face, that's usually the time that changes who you are as a person and develops and strengthens your muscles so you can handle more. If I didn't go through losing an entire team, not being able to rely on anybody else, almost having to lose my job and finding a way to become the number one sales rep and becoming one of the most successful people in that company and, and have massive successful teams, I would have never been able to do that if I wasn't faced with the opposition that I was facing. Because if it wasn't for that, I would have never been able to develop my teams the way I did and ultimately become extremely successful with my own companies and own businesses. Because guys, I'm telling you, 
there's things that I used to think were the most stressful thing ever that I would laugh at. Not because of anything other than once you go through it enough, it, you just kind of become numb to it. You learn how to face it. And that's the biggest thing is as you move up in your career and you get more um, responsibilities, you get more people that are working for you, the pressure is on. And you're not just only worrying about providing for your family. If you have a team of 10, 20 people, you have their kids, you have their families, you have the people that they help around you. You have tons of lives that you are in charge of making sure that the company can drive revenue, that your team can be successful. So those people and those families can have food and shelter and be successful. And it takes special types of individuals to be able to do this and even take away the team. It takes a special individual to be able to just for him or her to be able to be successful and provide for their family and give their family a better opportunity at life. It is not easy. If it was that easy, everyone would be driving a Ferrari. But you have to embrace the obstacles that life throws at you because this is what I would every time I'm driving across Houston when I was doing all these damn appointments and running all these teams, I would be sitting there stressed and I'd be sitting there thinking, I would just say, Grant, if you can't handle this, you don't deserve anything better. You do not deserve to be a vice president. You do not deserve to be a CEO. You do not deserve to make any more critical decisions than what you're facing right now if you cannot handle this opposition and find a way to become successful with it. Winners find a way. Losers create excuses. There's no difference in talent. You have to find a way to make it happen in life. And when you're going through it, you will be surprised how far you can push back and find a way to be successful if you simply show up every day and do not give up and you develop. Because let me tell you something. There's a quote, uh, a guy named Tillman Fertitta who owns the Houston Rockets says this. He says, when times are bad, people forget they're ever going to be good again. And when times are good, people forget they're ever going to be bad again. There is always going to be natural cycles of life. There's going to be a Democrat president. There's going to be a Republican. There's going to be wars. There's going to be financial crises. There's going to be booming economies. But let me tell you something about the common people that are at the 1% and that are the best in the world. They always find a way to win. No matter who is president, no matter how good the economy is, or no matter what life throws at them. The storms are going to pass everyone but the winners are going to be the ones that find a way when opposition is thrown at their face. So think about that this week. Look back on where you've been at in the past six months and 12 months. Tons of us has faced unbelievable amounts of opposition. Maybe some of us has thrived on a different level they've been. And I want you to sit there and think, how can I push myself to face even more problems and learn how to get past them and develop as a person? Because each new problem you get past is a new level that you're going to reach in your career and in your business and in your personal life. So that's going to be the end of episode three. I really appreciate all the support. I'm excited for obviously the podcast to continue to grow and us to be able to help more and more people. Um, love all the feedback that you guys are, are giving us on, um, on social media and everything like that. 
Please subscribe if you haven't. Um, Leave a review. And I hope to see you guys next week on episode four. Hope everyone has a fantastic week.